0: What's going on? Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Blaine and Mickey. We are on the road today out in lovely and scenic Mount Juliet. This is a great thing we're getting to be part of today. It's the 2021 Stigma Stash Invitational presented by my buddies at Cedar Recovery and Health Connect America. Pine Creek Golf Course in Mount Juliet. That's where we are. People out here today playing golf. And I'll say this, weather's holding off nicely. So if you, if, you, if you chose not to play, or they said th- there were some people who just didn't show up today who paid their entry fee, you missed out. The weather held up fine. It's a fine day for golf in Mount Juliet. All proceeds from today going to local substance abuse coalitions. If you want to know more about my friends at Cedar Recovery, we're going to uh, talk to somebody on the staff. A little bit later on in the show, you can visit them at cedarrecovery.com, or if you or somebody you know is struggling with opioid addiction, there's one number to call at 615 Thirty get better or feel better, get better and stay better. That's Cedar Recovery Addiction Treatment that works. Mickey Ryan, Blaine Bishop hanging out with you today. A little bit of breaking news out of uh, the Titans camp just a minute ago. Taylor Lewan says that he has passed through concussion protocol, so the Titans' starting left tackle uh, is available as they head up to Indy to play the Colts. Uh, Blaine, so that's very good news. Anytime you can get a, a starting left tackle available. Here's the other stuff from Jim Wyatt. Not spotted during the ocean the open period of practice on Friday. Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Kari Blassengame, Harold Landry, What? Kendall Lamb, Darrington Evans, Rashawn Evans. Oh my god. Not spotted during the open portion of practice.
1: Why does this I don't understand why does this happen like the on Friday. This is uh maybe it's a rest day. I, I have no idea. Sean Evans, uh, but at least you had uh Jan Brown up, so at least you got a guy coming back. You got Avery Williamson in the back door with uh long. So yeah, you know, you feel comfortable with some experienced guys. Uh that's uh man. Well, you can go from practice squad <laughs> to actually <action> start. <laughs> I mean, this this is insane. Well, like, Greg Maven was on somebody else's practice, practice squad. squad what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you can start you can literally go from You're worthless to most teams, and they barely speak to you, don't even hardly know your name. Right. all of a sudden you go to another team, and now you're the starter. Like, just like that. Matter of fact, you can go just like that from not making good NFL money to just like that you can make some real good money. I mean, man, this is (laughs) – COVID is uh, still alive and kicking and and injuries. You know what? You know, we were talking about injuries. I wonder if COVID – and I have, I'm not a doctor. I'm just asking a question.
0: I will say this though. You're Th- fantastic at spotting injuries. Though, right, even like, though You're like, not a
1: doctor. Is this part of all of this going on with all these injuries and strains and pulls and tightness? And I, mean, I just, I don't, I don't maybe you're, you're, you know, you're more susceptible to those because you're weaker. You know, maybe we'll have a doctor, you know, call in and kind of tell us if, it, if it's even possible. Because it's just uh, rampant around the league, actually, not just the Titans. So yeah, it's kind of, and it's it's just kind of. I, I, I've never tearing a muscle or straining nothing. Like at practice, it's practice. Like you're not going full blast. How are you straining something? Are you? I mean, even if you don't get loose, you don't need to be. You shouldn't be running full go. Let's slow down the practices there. Uh, maybe they practicing harder than uh, we did. But, I mean, you're still running around me. You're not, it's supposed to be I'm getting loose. I want to learn my assignments. Right. Make sure I'm responsible, understanding, make sure we're communicating and adjustments. It, it shouldn't be, I, I know that happens in walkthrough, but it shouldn't be where we're going 80 90% in practice. I, that, that shouldn't be happening. At this point in time, when the season going on, now I can say some teams do because that happened to me in Philly. And then what did I do? Pull the abductus lungus. They're growing. And you guys were going hard in practice, though. Oh, yeah. He kept yeah. on saying, you can't go 75. I said, that's what I do at practice. He said, no, we need you to go like 90. I said, huh? I said, okay. I'm going to go 90. Went 90 for about six weeks. And then the body said 90 is not good for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to work practice. out for me. Not, not the way I'm playing in the game. <laughs> in practice, you can't, you can't duplicate that. <laughs> and then they you said, know, bloop, full growing. Never pulled a muscle the last year of the league, man. So, yeah, so maybe they are going hard, uh, you know. That's why you want ones going against the scout team. So, you know, you know where you stand.
0: Well, and on this list, uh, Harold Landry was limited yesterday hamstring. So, oh, he limited lost. yesterday hamstring. Julio Jones did not practice at all this week hamstring. Uh, None this week. So,
1: if he doesn't practice, like like, he's not out there today, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he was not. Oh man, I don't know.
0: Yeah, he hasn't. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, that's so. That's no practice. I'm looking at yesterday's oh. report uh, from from our buddy Jimmy Wyatt. So that's that's yesterday's.
1: Jim Jim report. made a typo. Come on, Jim. Talk, call it and tell us you you actually made a boo boo. Oh, who on Julio? And we want both weapons out there. This this Colts team is hitting this nice little stride. It's they're playing really well. And Wentz, people all were talking about him for the preseason. I said, hey, man, Wright is the guru. He is the guy. And he looks like he's right. Wentz is playing franchise-type quarterback play. I mean, man, I, I can't even say anything bad about him unless the last three games I've watched. I mean, he is running around. He has his ankles back. Throwing balls up for grabs. That means he trusts his receivers.
0: Oh, sure. Look at how much. I mean, he's, he's, that throw to Pittman last week late in the game in the rainstorm. Ooh, he Pittman just threw the ball down the field.
1: He was, uh, I'm like, whoa, where's that been?
0: He was like flexing in the air while he caught it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it looked like a, a superhero, that guy. Flying through the air, snatching the ball, like flexes, lands on oh, people.
1: Man. That's a pretty tall receiver, man, eh? Hey, this is, is going to be a tough one. It always is when you're playing in the division. But this one here. Are the Colts in a more desperate situation than the Titans? Do they play more desperate than the Titans? I mean, man, because that's what it's going to come down to. Are you going to make that dive? Stop that guy? Or are you just going to slow down and he, he's running out of bounds? Mm-hmm. I'm try to get a little piece of him.
0: Titans are what? They, they. I think they're back to being the third seed in the AFC. And Blaine, they're doing this. Overall. They're okay. do, yes. They're doing this with backup to backups, in Lawan's case, on the offensive line. He hasn't been playing. Darrington Evans hasn't been available. Julio and AJ are never on the field, it seems like, at the same time. Uh, on defense, you're, you're missing DBs. Now, your front four, thank goodness, has been healthy mm. for, the, for the most part. Well, Harold Landry may not go. Right. And now he's got a hamstring.
1: So that I means somebody else is going to pick up the work and they're going to have to play longer. Hey, Ola Daney. Hey, man. Uh, You're going to have a long day. Hey, man. Oh, day he went five weeks without doing nothing. And all of a sudden, he <laughs> appears again. All of a sudden, out uh, of nowhere. <laughs> see, see, he almost hey, got me. I was like, uh oh. This wait guy. Me, wait, hey, wait a minute now, now, man. This guy's a guy. Be, yeah, he should be playing more. Well, then he started playing more. And then we find out, nope, he, he's not that dude. He's a good rotational player, good special teamer. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. And now he can give you glimpses of, like, oh, oh he's pretty good. But hopefully he can do that this week then because it doesn't look like Harold Landry going. Man, that's, that's a, that, that hurts. That hurts. Oh, no. That, that's he's because the best pass rusher. It, and here's the thing about him too,
0: Blaine, and that you that,
1: for that, kid. that I love
0: about Landry. Not only does he have the ability to bend a little bit to get around his guy and get to the quarterback, but if the quarterback gets out of the pocket, he's fast enough he can chase people down. You know, he's made some sacks this year where he was trailing the quarterback and was able to get him.
1: Well, yeah, because they use him as linebacker. Sometimes he drops in coverage.
0: Yes. This guy can run. He's a good athlete. So Carson Wentz is a big old rascal whose ankles have seemed to have healed, who can run around, who can make plays, who can make plays off schedule. He can get outside the pocket. He can run down the field. I like having Landry in a game against a guy like that. So bulky hamstring for Landry, that's no bueno.
1: Yeah, bulky, that means he's not playing. Uh, man, I hate to say it. I'm without any proof of that and not even watching Prague, But he's not out there. Like, Uh-oh. we are giving him the super-duper electronic stem. Two machines, right? It, Two. It, 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 no, as many as it takes. <laughs> Just hook <laughs> him up to every machine. Uh, Watch his all machines on deck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, you have to drink a bunch of water. Hey, man. We'll put you on these stem machines, all of
1: them. Hey, man. Ice. Hot, cold, hot, cold, massage. Oh, man. It's not good. All right, we're
0: waiting on Mike Vrabel. Now, he'll tell us who's going to go and who's not going to go. Usually, he does that by the end of his Friday news conference. So, we're going to take a break about a minute early, try to come back, catch the Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Also, Buck Rising said to join us. Blaine and Mickey live from the Stigma Stash Invitational presented by Cedar Recovery and Health Connect America. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, live from the Stig Mustache Invitational Golf Tournament. Let's let's do this. Let's jump to St. Thomas Sports Park. Mike Vrabel speaking right now, Friday media availability. Mike Vrabel wrapping things up with the media on Friday with a nice wish. Guys, have a have a great Friday. Buck Rising will join us here in just a second. He'll make his weekly appearance and we'll break all this down. But uh, Julio Jones, Corey Blassen game ruled out for Sunday. Once again, we will not get a look at a full game or this time at all. At Julio and A.J. on the field at the same time. Against the Colts. Against the Colts. And Indy. Man. When you could bury the Colts.
1: <laughs>
0: you could bury them.
1: Man. This, wow. This hamstring stuff is no joke. You don't know what you, you know. Think you got it. past you. And then all of a sudden it comes right back. Funny though, it's always in the fourth quarter. So that tells me that it's. If I was making a guess that it's fatigue and then it gets tired and it gets tight or whatever it may be, you know, so for it to come and go like that. That's what's going on. So he's got to get it stronger and it's hard. Skip Buck rising. He joins
0: us now brought to you by our friends who are heck just right down the road to Rivers Ford, Mount Juliet, home of the non-commissioned salespeople. Buck, uh, once again. We will not see Julio and A.J. together. Julio just now ruled out by Mike Grable along with Kari game. We will have to continue to wait to see this two-headed monster at any kind of full health together.
2: Yeah, and you are going up against a Colts team who at this point is as healthy as they've been all season. So, you know, you don't want to go into a divisional game with one arm tied behind your back. But at this point, they've been having to manage situations like that all season long. Um, I think that Marcus Johnson is viable. As an option on the outside, I think that Josh Reynolds showed you some stuff in the slot without Chester Rogers, and, and we'll see whether he will be able to, uh, to give it a go after missing last week. So it's not a perfect situation, but as long as A.J. Brown is out there, they still have to respect some elements of the Titans' passing game, and uh, Derrick Henry still allows them at least some form of this pick-your-poison situation that Julio Jones tried to tell us about back in June when all of this seemed like it might actually happen.
0: Yeah, still seems like a dream. Uh, on the other side of the coin, Taylor one said he was through the concussion protocol, not out this Sunday, so you do get your starting left tackle back, even though you've got really good play from his backups.
2: Uh, really good play. Good would, play.
0: How about I, that? They've been adequate. I mean,
2: it doesn't suck. Um, yeah. I will say that it's been, you know, there are bodies out there that are not named Taylor Lewan, and the Titans are able to win games, which is, I guess, all you can ask of a backup. So let me be a little more gentle with it, um, but they're not Taylor and Taylor has yet to kind of reach his potential that we all know him to be capable of. And there's a great many reasons for that. And you need him against a really, really good uh, Indianapolis defense that is, is down a little bit year over year because defenses, I'm sure Blaine knows this defense year over year is almost near impossible to maintain. Um, given the wear and tear that, that that side of the ball takes on your body. But, uh, DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard are still going to find ways to pose problems, and uh, Bobby, whether you want to call him Okariki or Okarake, is just as big an issue or one of one of the issues that this Indianapolis defense presents. And they they were they were not great against the run on Sunday Night Football against the 49ers. But Coach Mack and I talked about that earlier today. That was more a product of the, the environment that they were playing in in San Francisco, with how sloppy that weather got, than what's actually indicative of that. That uh, Colts, what that Colts defense is capable of. So, I mean, they're listen. It's good. They're going to slug it out. This is not an easy game. It wasn't an easy game in Week Three, even though they went down zero and three on the season at the time. The Colts are a much better football team than I think uh, Titans fans, for whatever reason, are willing to give them credit for.
0: Buck Rising, we always give him credit. He uh, joins us around this time every week, courtesy of our friends at Two Rivers Ford.
1: Well, Buck, we just heard uh, the guys that are out, but are you still concerned with? Uh, you know, some of the injured guys who you're not sure are going to play. And one of them, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, is, is Harold Landry. Uh, I'm a little concerned if he doesn't play. You know, he brings a, a valuable uh, pass rusher that's been the best for the Titans and uh, one of the best in the league at this point. Uh, so do you think what do you think the possibilities he'll play?
2: I, I, think, I think that, you know, it's a good sign that he's not been outright ruled out uh, today. Right. I think that they still have the opportunity to downgrade him. On the final, in, when they finalize the injuries tomorrow, um, when they'll make practice squad call ups and things of that nature. But, um, you know, I think that that kind of depends on what they have available to them. Is Derek Roberson at this point now uh, eligible to be activated from injured reserve? Do they feel comfortable enough activating him tomorrow? And does that give them a kind of uh, a kind of way to stay, keep, to hold over a week as they try and get Harold's hamstring right? And it's a hamstring, so you know that's going to. That's gonna pop up again throughout the course of the season. That's probably that's of all of the injuries that you've seen on that report, Harold Landry being on there, um, not on Wednesday and then on Thursday is a uh, as big a red flag as the Titans have dealt with all season long. So the the Colts offensive line is getting healthier. Eric Fisher, he's not playing uh, he's not playing like elite level left tackle at this point, but he's playing well enough, and that line is starting to get healthy now that Quentin Nelson has returned. And Carson Wentz has been pretty good when he's under pressure now that he's got uh, two functioning ankles the way that he didn't in week (laughs) three. So I would say to you that of of all the disaster scenarios that may present present themselves, any kind of lingering issue with Harold Landry is about as bad as it gets.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, We're on with uh, Buck Rising for the Buck Rising Show here on 104.5 The Zone. Man, Carson Wentz, you mentioned it, has been playing lights out uh, since he played the Titans last. I think he's only thrown one interception this year. He looks like he's getting back to that franchise-type quarterback in 2017, maybe even close to the MVP that he was, you know, really on path for. Then, uh, I mean, how, uh, <laughs> how interested are you in how he plays versus the Titans and how, you know, if the Titans can actually slow him down and get pressure on him with a guy like Harold Landry not out there? Possibly.
2: Well, and particularly when you get pressure on him, he's, he's a tough SOB to bring down. Like, Carson yes. Wentz a big dude. Yeah. And now that, he, now that he feels more comfortable in the pocket and he's got uh, a little more confidence because his health is starting to return to form and, and has over the course of the last, let's say, month or so, um, I'm fascinated by the Carson Wentz experiment because, I mean, you guys know how I felt about it. All throughout the course of the offseason, I thought he was going to suck. I thought that this was, and he did kind of suck to start the year. But a product of of how much time he was spending on and off the COVID list, what he was dealing with as far as injuries is concerned, the lineup was shifting constantly around him. And now that things have kind of settled in, I mean, he's, his numbers are exactly on pace with what they were in the 2017 season when he was widely considered the front runner uh, for the NFL MVP before he tore his ACL. So, I mean, I'm, I'm as interested in this as the Colts are because they have. Substantial draft capital invested in this dude. And he's done exactly what they needed him to do. They've won three of their last four. They have the ability to get just a game back of the division leader if they can get a win against the Titans on Sunday. And their schedule is pretty damn soft the rest of the stretch. So I would say to you that Carson Went. For, for those of you who like myself who, who mocked Carson West at the start of the season, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be so quick to laugh at him now because he's very dangerous at this point.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to send you to the corner there, Buck, and you have to face the wall in the corner first. It won't be the last. Time <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Man, they, you know, someone asked me this, and I, I really, you know, being a former player, I really didn't know how to answer so I said I just didn't know. Is there such a time that, you know, the Titans could have, I guess, peaked too soon in this season? when you really want to play well at the end of the season? And I said, well, you want to play good whenever you can, but uh, what are your thoughts when you hear something like that?
2: Well, I think it's interesting, right? Because what what I assume whom, whomever was asking you was referencing is this, this two-game stretch, this heater yes. that they've been able to, uh, to go on in the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's an interesting concept, right? But, uh, like, my argument would be, well, I don't think that they've been able to peak. How can you look at that injury report and say that they're anywhere close to physically able to do what we all expected them to do and to be when this roster was kind of finalized in the offseason after the Julio acquisition. So, I mean, I, I get, I get that perspective, but also, you know, I just don't think it's on par with the reality of the situation, which is, it's kind of miraculous that they're five and two with all of the parts that they've missed throughout the course of this and uh, you know it's between them and the ravens for who deserves more credit of of surviving all of these injuries because the ravens are right up there with the same kind of injury report and, and losses and and COVID situations that baltimore's been dealing with and still find themselves at five and two as well so you know i i, I just i wouldn't read too much into that i think that i think that for the titans um uh, I would say that provided that they can find some solid ground to stand on as far as their injury report is concerned, which is no guarantee No guarantee. clearly, um, I would expect that this team is capable of much more at this point.
1: Well, being that Halloween is uh, Sunday, will the Tennessee Titans get a trick or a <laughs> treat for Sunday? This is just for you, Bug.
2: <laughs> oh, I won't know Blaine because this is a trap game for me every year. I'll be—I'll probably have my head in to <laughs> toilet the press game. box because every time I go to Indianapolis, like my college buddies get a hold of me, and that—that that press box is—it literally induces vertigo every time I go. So I—God knows what'll be happening to me. I—I I, I will say trick because I
3: will experience the trick myself. <laughs> We're on with Buck Risey
1: from the Buck Risey
0: Show. If you were Buck Robinson, GM of the Titans, as things sit now, are, are, you, are you making a trade, and if so, for whom? And also, if so, how much are you willing to give up to get some help at any position you think they might need help at?
2: You know, because I, I know that Titans fans are, are salivating over the prospect of Kyle Fuller and Xavier Howard. I mean, to start with one, like, why is Kyle Fuller on the bench and why do you want a bench player this badly? Like, I know that Kyle Fuller has played good football throughout the course of his career, but I just think that, I mean, Fangio knows good football, particularly good defensive back play. So what is it that's got Kyle Fuller out of favor in Denver? Um, And and Xavier Howard, what's it going to cost? You know, I mean, you already don't have a second-round pick, and it's not like you've been aces as far as the draft is concerned in the last couple of years. But if this thing is to have any kind of sustainability, beyond this season, and maybe you don't care about beyond this season. Maybe this is the year, right? So you're going you're gonna mortgage to the, mortgage the house and, and go after it all in just this one swing. But, I mean, do you guys think they need to add pieces? after? The, I mean, Greg Maybin got pulled off, the, pulled off the street and started and played as good a game against Kansas City <laughs> as I've seen them play. It's because they can get a pass rush. Now, if yep. there's a legitimate long-term problem with Harold Landry and that, that pass rush is going to suffer – as a result then maybe you consider it but at this point i don't think that they're going to look at anything that they've done on film really since really since the jets game as far as the defense is concerned and say yeah we should probably give up some extra uh, extra or draft capital to try and and build this thing up when you're getting fulton back uh, in the near future you would hope that amani hooker who has not been placed replaced on on ir again after missing last game you would hope that his uh, his availability becomes more as the season progresses. So, I'm if if we see any movement on it, it'll be late Monday night with that deadline at Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central Time. I I know they're exploring options. I just think they'd be inclined to stand pat right now.
0: All right, Buck Rising uh, on the way out, like 10 seconds. I know you asked this as a poll. Is this the most important game of the season for the Titans? Yes or no?
2: Yeah, because if they blow it, then they're a sitting duck for Indy, who's got a tremendously easy schedule down the stretch.
0: There you go. Buck Rising uh, headed up to Indy. He'll be on at 9 a.m. our time on Sunday, and then we'll be on at 10, and then Titans count at 11 then kick off at 12. Buck, always great catching up with you. Travel safe. Enjoy the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's.
2: Thank boy- Thank you, boys. I uh, I will certainly do some of that on Saturday night. Take care.
0: Have
1: Absolutely. Bread. Have bread close.
2: <laughs> Buck <laughs> Rising, wrapping things up. Uh we're live, Stigma Stash
0: Invitational Tournament uh, in Mount Juliet with our friends at Cedar Recovery. Going to learn a little bit more about that next. You, you want to hear this. This is important stuff. It's to Mickey 1045, The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. The 2021 Stigma Stash Invitational Golf Tournament going on right now, and we are really happy to be broadcasting out here. Proud to be a part of this today, presented by our good friends at Cedar Recovery and Health Connect America, uh, Pine Creek Golf Course in Mount Juliet. Just an unbelievable place. Great place to spend a day, especially a Friday. All proceeds benefit local substance abuse coalitions, so you can always go to cedarrecovery.com and learn more about Cedar Recovery. Uh, or about this tournament, you can listen to this station because we talk about it. And when we talk about it live, we talk to this guy, Doctor Stephen Lloyd, joins us now. It's always it, we spend so much time on the phone with each other. <laughs> it's always nice when we actually get to keep up with each
3: other. It is. Uh, I, it's it's good to be here, Mickey. And it's it's nice to see you.
0: So tell people, I, I, I said uh, we have to do these radio things called teases, like we try to get people to listen to the next segment. And and all I could think to say about this was this is something important, and I want you to stay tuned so you can hear this. What's the What's the origin? We'll get into the tournament in in a minute and and how important today is, but Cedar Recovery. Let's tell people, for people who hear, maybe they they listen, but they don't listen, tell people what Cedar Recovery does for people in this community or anywhere who come here.
3: Mickey, Mickey for the main part, we help people with opioid use disorder. So it's a lot of folks who uh, have have somehow gotten addicted to any kind of opioid. Uh, We know about pain medication and how common that is to happen, but... When you run out of money and you run out of doctors who are right to medication, uh, you're going to get sick, and people can't stand to be sick. So a lot of times the, the cheapest and most available thing out there is heroin. So we have people who wind up on heroin that you never would think possible, right? I mean, we hear heroin, we, we all know that that's a, that's a very hard drug, but we have a lot of people that wind up on it sometimes by, uh, by just pure happenstance because they got addicted to it from a, maybe a dental procedure, an orthopedic procedure. And so what we do is we help people who are in that boat and just what I was talking to Blaine about before we came on is that you, you think you know what these folks look like. And, and to a large part, you, you really don't. I mean, some of them you do, and we need to help those folks as well. But I had this problem myself. Uh, and, and when I developed this problem, I was a doctor. I had an MD degree on the wall and made more money than I ever thought I'd make in my life. And so that's what we want people to know is, is that there, there are no socioeconomic bounds there are no racial bounds. Uh, this can happen to anybody.
0: Dr. Stephen Lloyd on with us here,
1: uh, talking to Blaine and Mickey. Well, I guess tell us, how is this covered? Because Do you have to have insurance, or, or is it
3: funded? How, kind of take us through that process if you do want help in there listening. So, so Blaine, it's, 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 really, it's really weird because when we have athletes or doctors or lawyers or people of means that, that, that you know, they pay for treatment, they go away to places and stay gone for a while and that kind of thing, most people can't do that. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to have outpatient treatment that people could keep their jobs and, and stay with their families. And so we are uh, insurance, we're credentialed with insurance providers, uh, private and public. And when I say public, I mean Medicare and Medicaid. And, and the thing I always try to stress when I'm on with Mickey is if you have no money, if you're out there right now and you're struggling and you don't have a dime to your name and you don't have insurance, we're looking for you because we have money available through the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services that is is earmarked for people who are struggling who don't have means otherwise. So anytime I come on the zone, that's what I'm after. Because a lot of times people in their insurance networks will find us. Sometimes people get down and out, and they don't have anything, and they don't think there's any options for them. And there are. We're here, and we will put you on that path to helping you. You don't need a dime. Well,
1: I was watching TV the other day, and for what it's worth, the news, and I don't know, that I think it was an opioid that that you can get, and I I don't know a lot about drugs, but... uh, at the gas station, and this was legal, and they were buying it all out of the gas station because it was illegal in Georgia or some other state. Right, And right. they were buying it. And I wanted, was that opioids or something, which you're talking about, that people are selling, and how easily can you get addicted to it? it? I mean, well, I just was like, wow. I was
3: well, what you're talking it, about, Blaine, is actually called Kratom, and, oh. and it is legal in Tennessee, and, and it is kind of an opioid. And so what happens is when you stop taking pain pills or you stop taking heroin, right. you get sick. It, it didn't like you to say, oh, I'm going to stop. Right? right. You get sick. So, kratom is a drug that's a partial opioid that helps people from being sick, oh, and so that's what you're seeing it to use. But the majority of people in Tennessee that got addicted to opioids got their first taste from a doctor or out of someone's medicine cabinet. Well, with uh, Doctor Stephen Lloyd.
0: Before we let you go, you mentioned this, and this I, I, I visited with you guys for months uh, with with our our salesperson Becky Holt Macko, and she brought me out there and uh you know and i got to talk to joe and and even in passing one day real quickly to you uh, joe bond who's the ceo and he said look people think of tv shows and they think of junkies he said so if they don't see somebody out when they're out and about they don't think well that that person doesn't have a problem he said these are housewives these people are in your church they work with you he said these are people who had a sports injury or they had a legit medical procedure he said There's this stigma and stigma stash invitation. We said there's this stigma attached to this that we just can't seem to get past.
3: We we lost three thousand Tennesseans to overdose death last year and eighty percent of those were secondary to opioids and and the majority of them come out of the neighborhoods that we live in. And and by saying that I don't want to marginalize somebody who doesn't come out of those neighborhoods because we want to help everybody find their path. But you're exactly right. This is common. It doesn't matter if you live in Brentwood, Lebanon. Uh, Mount Juliet, uh, you know, if you live in Hendersonville, uh, this is a common problem, and a lot of people wind up here, and and they really have no idea where to turn. And that's why we come on and we talk to you guys, because a lot of your listeners know somebody who has this problem and the stigma associated with it. They don't want anybody to know. We're trying to bring that out in the open, which is why I just shared with Blaine, I had this problem, and and there is life on the other side, and I have a family, and I get to do this, and, and, and we want to help people find that path for them.
0: Let's tell people where – tell them the number. Tell them where they go to get help.
3: <laughs> well, the, the number you're going to have to give them because uh, I, I see patients. But we're Cedar Recovery. We have locations in Middle Tennessee, uh, in Lebanon, Mount Juliet, uh, Shelbyville. Um, uh, there's one I'm missing, Columbia. And then uh, we're coming soon to East Tennessee in, in the Knoxville area. So, but, but the truth is, if you have a problem, uh, you can give us a call because if you, if you need something that we don't have, we're going to help you get where you need to be. Because a lot of times trying to navigate the system is more than people can handle, and that I'm good at.
0: Well, there you go. Here is the number I know it: 615-800-5330 or cedarrecovery.com. Thank you, doctor. All right. All right. Always, great, always great catching up with Dr. Lloyd. Seriously, if that's you or somebody you know, cedarrecovery.com or 615-800-5330.